You're listening to Evoke, a podcast that inspires people to share their stories. Because although we all have unique struggles, we get through it together. Here are your co-hosts, Bracken Level and Brandon Paxton. All right, everybody, we've got another exciting episode today. Um, I'm happy to introduce you to Kimberly, who's here to share her story with us. And um, we're excited to hear what she's got for us. So, Kimberly, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background, where you come from, all that. Hey, yeah, I'm excited to be here. Thank you guys. Thanks for having me. I really love what you do. Um, well, I, I am 20 years old. I'm living in Salt Lake City. Um, born and raised in Delta, Utah. I'm currently just working right now. And honestly, like I've had a pretty crazy, cool mental health journey. And that's really my main focus right now. That's what I'm all about. So, Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. When you, when, when you and I talked before, it seemed like you're pretty positive about it. It was, it was really mm-hmm. interesting to hear your take. Um, what, where does that come from? Um, I think it's, I've just, I've wanted to be in this place for so long. And for years, I, I really only like imagined it as possible, but I think it's just actually getting the help that I need and actually resolving some of the issues and really, really getting to know myself and come to peace with a lot of things. And so I I am really excited because it just feels huge to be where I'm at after, after you know, many times when I felt like I would never get here. So, yeah. <laughs> so you, you talk about how you've been through a lot. Um, yeah. When did you first start going through um, this mental health process where you noticed that you're struggling at some point? W- when did that begin for you? Um, honestly, pretty young. I was I think I was around 12 when I, when I started to realize, like, I felt weighed down by something. And I don't think I really had, like, the words for it then or way to describe it. But I kind of, I don't know, I, I think that some of the earlier stuff I went through as a kid was starting to show up for me. And I was, like, aware enough to see it and know that I wanted something different. And so I started to kind of, like, explore, like, different ways of thinking or you know just trying to be more positive and trying to be more confident like I started to kind of deal with it and notice it then um but it didn't really really hit me until I was a junior in high school I was 16 and I actually lost like a school election of all things I had no idea that it would hit me as hard as it did but like it was almost immediate after I got the results and it I spiraled into a really, really dark place for months. And, and it kind of just opened everything up for me, like opened up the whole can of worms. So it was so much more than the election, right? And, and so, yeah, then it was just a couple of years where it was pretty intense after that. So you mentioned you, you saw what you didn't want. You kind of want to go a different direction. Do you mean, was that like family or friends you kind of saw in that situation you didn't really like what was going on you kind of want to change that or what what did it what what do like you mean when I by was that younger? yeah when, when you, was, like, you said before. you're like 12 yeah um I well I just started to kind of look around and realize like 
how I, you know, thought of myself was very negative. And like the friends that I had, like, weren't exactly great friends, like it was middle school. Um, and just a couple things like that, I noticed that like, I hated the way I looked when I looked in the mirror. And yeah, and things were kind of rocky with my family, like it was, a, it was definitely a, like a tense time. And I like, I just wanted to feel more confident. I wanted to feel happier and I wanted to have better relationships. And I don't know. Yeah. It's super interesting that you said a lot of this started to happen when you were about 12. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. There was like a very defining moment for me spiritually when I like felt a lot of love and then it kind of gave me that contrast. I would okay. say that's probably how that started. Super cool. I I um I think about myself at age twelve, and I wasn't wasn't super immature, but I don't know that I was thinking about those <laughs> things. So so props to you. I mean, yeah, there's definitely some pros and cons. I think that I definitely got very like in my head about it, and I you know didn't really know what I was doing. I kind of wish I'd had just like a more chill, normal childhood, but I can't complain. It's been a journey. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, that's cool. Um, and, and it's interesting, you said you started to feel like you were weighed down. Um, and that's, that's, like I said, it's interesting that you noticed that, but then it started to just progressively get worse. And then you had, you had this moment um, mm -hmm. where everything kind of came crashing down at once. And, and, right. you know, you kind of, you, you wrote it off like it wasn't this one thing. And, and, and I, 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 I'm sure it was a, a bunch of different things, but I, I also think, um, we can't write it off to, you know, you, that's a big deal. Like it, yeah, when, we, when really we're in high school, we're in this state of mind that high school is, is everything right. Mm -hmm. And and it's unfortunate because it's not, there's, as you know, th there's so much yeah. more after. Um, but would you, what, what would you say was your low point in that? I, it was for me just so much about my sense of belonging. You know, that's, that's huge to people's well-being is that they feel like they have, you know, those connections to like their inner circle and then their larger community too. And I think it was something I always kind of struggled with. Um, and so just like losing the election just felt like rejection to me on like a whole nother level. And yeah, it really, I just had no self-worth and yeah, no love tough. for myself in that moment and it like yeah it was it was so so painful for sure and so then the next few months after that I don't know exactly what happened it, I just felt like I was like yeah I was just depressed I felt nothing I felt like complete apathy because like it was so painful that I kind of just shut down for a while after that at, at that point were you able to recognize that you were feeling depressed or were you just kind of unaware of what it was you just knew you didn't feel very good no at that point I, I definitely could it was such a stark contrast and I was kind of aware enough about mental health already at that point to be like oh wow this is what like people are talking about because at that point I was passively suicidal I was like absolutely just not myself and couldn't feel like any positive emotion for a very long time so yeah wow so you know, you were still in high school, correct? At this time, mm -hmm. walk us through what it was like to be in high school when you were experiencing these feelings. It was, it was definitely, it felt very alienating. 
like a lot of my friends um were so like mature even for their own age but it's like I think a lot of people haven't dealt with anything like that you know when they're that young and so it was hard for anyone to relate to me and I didn't really feel like I could be vulnerable with a lot of people around me just because it was like kind of scary to everyone and I remember before like I had before I felt like I was dealing with something out of my control I had a lot of judgment for people that said like oh I have anxiety or I am depressed like I thought I thought it was like so much easier to just be like oh be happy focus on the positive right and so it did give me like empathy for the people that I like did know that were also dealing with that and then it just I kind of saw the other side where it's like wow like I feel so alone in this um, it's a lot easier now I think like I don't I don't know how it is in high school per se or if it's just everywhere that's gotten better but I feel like it is a lot easier to like talk about it and people can kind of relate but at the time I felt like something was super wrong with me and like I yeah very alone in it and kind of uh, like, I, I think kind uh, of shelter people from it I think what you're talking about a lot of people can relate to I mean before I started doing this podcast and kind of getting into the mental health scene I I, I would say the same thing you know like oh just like focus on the positive when somebody came mm-hmm. to me struggling it's like you just gotta look at the good and yeah. you know you, you do you gotta focus on the positive but there's True. so much more to yeah. it there's there's so much more that goes into it and you can never really understand that until you go through it for yourself I would absolutely agree like I had no idea for sure so did you have somebody in this time that you could go to and and kind of open up be vulnerable like you said and get help right um with my friends I I had a my best friend Sarah it was amazing um but mostly my mom my mom is just has always been like phenomenal with this stuff and she honestly just carried me through it really yeah so what what does I, I that look like support when you what does that support look like when you're in this vulnerable state struggling with mental health how did you approach your mom and what did those conversations kind of look like for you well she was the first one I kind of ran to when it all came crashing down um so she was pretty aware but then over those next few months and then you know these few years because you know an ongoing thing she she's just fearless like there, there's nothing I could say that scares her so much that she can't be present with me and be there for me. And I think that is like the most amazing thing anyone could do for someone that just needs someone to listen, you know? And so I could really just lay it all out there, even the really scary, dark stuff. And she just helped me through it. And, and, and during the worst of it, she would sleep in my bed at night if I needed her to like, she helped me find therapy and like different treatments and seminars and you know hormonal testing like anything I needed she was very very supportive in whatever way she could be and but mostly I I would say just like how well she just accepted it you know and was very proactive about helping it but also like it just she, I don't know if she just hid this really well, but it seemed like it didn't freak her out, you know? And that helped me stay calm about it, if that makes any sense. Yeah, for sure. Um, has she, Had she dealt with this before? I think so. 
so, yeah, I, she, yeah, she earlier in her life had dealt with some pretty hard things. And so I think that's part of what gave her that ability to like, just understand right. and reassure me that it would get better. Yeah, that's interesting. That's, that's super cool that you were able to turn to her. And, and I, I really like what you said, you know, she stopped everything that she was doing and, and she mm-hmm. could be present. That's super yeah. cool. Um, and, and to back up a little bit, and I'm really g- glad you brought this up because you mentioned that a lot of people, you felt like a lot of people didn't understand at your right. age. Um, there is a little bit of a stigma. Well, there's a lot of stigma around mental health. Um, did that, did that help you approach anyone else after you were able to open up to your mom and your best friend, Sarah? Definitely. Definitely. Like I felt like I, I could kind of do what my mom did for me, just be like there for people fully and like just completely like accept them. As far as like approaching people, I, I can't think of a specific example, but I think overall, like it changed the way like I relate to people, definitely. And it kind of opened up that new space for vulnerability in all my relationships because yeah, like not all my friends were experiencing quite the same thing, but like, yeah I I would say that it definitely helped me I don't know relate to people and be able to have those conversations which I think are really really important especially among quite close friends right it it's definitely important to be talking about this you need to be open about this especially within your inner circle you know Mm -hmm. um it's one thing I'm not saying you should go and share your life all over social media you know there's some things you need to keep private private um if that's what's best for you but definitely having somebody to talk to is important and being open about it and and even if at the time you're not one that's struggling with mental health being able to talk to others because you never know if they're struggling at that time yeah and speaking about it it could open them up help them to be able to share that with you as well I think the older I got, the more vocal I was about it. And just like, and I think that that let people know that they could approach me when they were having an issue. Like I started getting more of those like real conversations because people knew that I could relate and had some resources to offer. So I think that's part of it too. Yeah. Just gets it all out in the open. For sure. Yeah. So Kimberly, where did you go from there? You know, you mentioned everything kind of spiraled for the next little while. Um, You were able to talk to your mom, um, but did that fix it? And and if not, where, where did you go from there? Um, I think for that really, really like dark place and that like initial shock of it all, um, that kind of like things got easier, things mellowed out a little bit. Um, And honestly, I think, I kind of just pushed through for the end of high school. And then when I got to college, I kind of had like a different struggle come up. I I started dealing with anxiety and panic attacks and everything for the first time on top of everything else. And at that point, I kind of knew that I didn't want to keep making important decisions in life and putting down roots or or like that kind of thing until I had like gotten myself into a more stable place. So I ended up taking a gap year like right after my first semester. And during that, I just dove all into like the whole array of healing <laughs> that is out there. Like I, 
I got myself an amazing therapist and I did a lot of like, um, I don't know, nutritional stuff, like gut health and hormonal things, just trying to balance out my body and my brain. And I started practicing yoga and whatever thing I could get my hands on really. Um, and I think that for a while I was making progress, but it was just really hard to like, you know, be giving it my all in every way. And then like, just keep having these really, really dark moments. And, and that went on for, I let's see, like maybe two years. And I think that I got to a point where probably a lot of people can relate to where you're just wondering if it's ever going to get better. And if there like is a solution and it's like, you're just completely exhausted. And so, yeah, I was there for a while, a really, really long time. And, um, and then I, I was able to find a kind of medication that really helped me, which is the, the TMS that I really wanted to talk about. It's, um, it's like this, it's this way of approaching it that's very like approaching your brain and helping your brain that's external rather than like internal with like medication, like antidepressants, which I, I wanted to try something else before I tried antidepressants because they can be, that can be such a rocky journey. And there's, there's lots of side effects. I 100% was willing to go there at, at that point if I needed to, but I, I was really lucky, I think. And I found, I found this thing and it, they just use magnets to stimulate your brain neurons and it rebuilds neural pathways in your like frontal cortex. And yeah, yeah. And so that was the flip of the switch for me. So, yeah. So what, what is TMS? What is it? It's transcranial magnetic stimulation. And it's just, they use electromagnetic stimulation to like send this pulse of electricity um, in certain parts of your brain. And it kind of just does this domino effect where it fires all your neurons. And, and you need those neurons to be firing to make the proteins that your brain needs to be happy, right? And to like, to make all the right hormones and everything. And so I'm, I'm not exactly sure what was happening with my brain, but I know that that worked really, really well for me. What, what does that um, feel like as you're going through that? Like the physical feeling? Both. Can you, can, <laughs> like, do you feel it physically as they're doing it? And then also, do you feel like an emotional change as they're doing it? Definitely. Um, physically, you're just sitting in a chair and they kind of have this thing kind of looks like when you're in a dentist's office and they pull the light down but it kind of rests on your head and you just kind of feel like it's light tapping it's really not painful or anything um emotionally yeah like it's it's like a something that they do repetitively for six weeks every day because it's like you're really trying to rebuild neural pathways and make that your brain's new normal right um and I noticed within like a week that this weight was lifted from me that you know hadn't been for a really long time and I found myself just like being happy for no reason and like stressful situations would come up and I like was able to handle it and that was new for me I hadn't felt that way in a while and towards like the end of it I just felt like complete nine day difference so that was awesome 
Yeah. And, and, and props to you. Congratulations. That's, that's awesome. Um, and something that needs to be recognized because it's, it's a difficult journey for sure. And, and I, I would imagine you can speak to it, but it's, it's not just a one and done kind of thing. No. Um, I, I'm curious though, um, just because I think a lot of people have the question, you know, the same, the same hesitations that you did about using antidepressants, mm-hmm. um, where did you find this treatment? I honestly, I was just having a really low, low moment and I Googled what actually helps depression. And that was just the first thing that came up on my search page. And so I did my research and talked to my parents about it and got all the information and went from there. So, yeah. So at, at this point, you're not living at home anymore, right? No, no. I'm living in my apartment in Salt Lake City. And- was your mom still very involved with helping you through your mental health journey at this Definitely. point, even though she wasn't with you? Yeah, yeah. She's always just a phone call away. It's amazing. And um, so as you're on your own, away from home, away from, well, like you said, just a phone call away, but it's a little bit different not having them there for you all the time. Mm-hmm. What What differences did you notice in your mental health as you kind of had to be on your own making these life changes like you were saying earlier um really just like making sure that I had that same support system you know um which can be tricky when you're just starting college I think a lot of people experience that right you're being like transplanted oftentimes and a lot of those deeper core friendships take time to build so I'm I'm really grateful that I made that a priority because I had to, you know, not having my mom and my other friends around. Um, So yeah, like the loneliness definitely just adds on to everything. And I think it's really, really important to like make a conscious effort to connect yourself with other people. So you you did this six week treatment you said, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, is that something that you still continue doing um, a little bit less often or is it just that six weeks? Um, it's like six weeks and then you do like a session, I think like a couple over a few months period. Um, but yeah, it's mostly just the six weeks. Yeah, but that, that was just like one of many things I feel like that it took and, and anything like that is like a crutch you know, whether you're on antidepressants or anything like that. Like my therapist who was involved with this whole process really tried to let me know that like you, you're doing this, but you have to pair it with the right lifestyle choices and everything that comes like with good mental health. And, but what I will say for anyone that's like wondering if they should try something like antidepressants or TMS or anything else like that is that it is a huge relief to have that external help in a way because like, when you're in the thick of it 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 can be like too much you know you can be doing everything right and for whatever reason like it's just not enough or you're barely keeping up with it and some of those habits for like good mental health are hard to build and you have to have something to start with to even like get that down you know like how to eat right and to exercise every day and meditation like that takes a certain kind of stamina 
Um, so I would highly, highly recommend for anyone that's really struggling with that to get some kind of outside help just to like get you started, give you the energy you need to like succeed and all those things. Yeah, I love that. You said it perfectly. I think that's exactly what, you know, in the field of mental health, that's what a lot of clinicians are saying. Like, look, let's help you get started. And you you have to take some ownership of that and say, mm-hmm. okay, like, let's move forward with this plan. And it's not easy. You made some really great points there. It's some people try over and over and over again. And, and you know what, unfortunately, sometimes it, it's not enough. It's not a one and done thing, but no. it is a continuous battle. Um, and so I, I think it's important to highlight the fact that you, you caught it early, you know, you mentioned, and, and maybe I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, but you mentioned that you first started to do yoga, you started to focus on your nutrition, you started right. to focus on, and it seemed like you kind of looked at like, okay, where, where is my life in balance? Right. And, and what, what's missing and what can I replace with it? And then you went to the source. And like you said, you, you were even willing to go to medication, but that was going to be the last step for you. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So where does that, or what gave you that motivation to begin with? Because that's, that's not, I, I would venture to guess that that's not very common. Um, I think that I, I think before I was very, very depressed, like in high school when I hit that point and I was just kind of like starting to explore like, you know, my inner world, I, I really did realize like how much light I have and what a beautiful life it is. And so then when I was cut off from that, I just wanted to do everything I could to get it back. So I think you just, really have to know that you deserve a good life and it's possible and it's a beautiful world and like the feelings when you're in that place are just clouding you from feeling that your natural state I think in a healthy place is to really love life and so it's just a matter of convincing yourself that you'll see that again if you can just heal figure it out so how are you balancing your life now after that going through those treatments you know bracken said you were balancing it before and and that's kind of what got you into the treatment after the treatment how are you continuing to balance your life um i i love all the stuff that i've been working on for years is like still super important to me i staying active and like practicing mindfulness. And I know these are things that people hear over and over again, but I think they're like, they're huge. Um, Gut health, like I really watch what I eat. And I don't know, yeah, just, I think the biggest thing that I do is just, I'm always checking in on like, what do I need right now? How do I feel? And what, like, what's gonna make me feel as, happy and as calm and as healthy as possible and I'm kind of yeah I'm to the point too where I'm just willing to go for it like I'm willing to set aside other things and make that a priority well that's how sorry how are you balancing school 
school and work I, I don't know if you're going back to school yet but you mentioned to Bracken and myself earlier that you're working yeah how does that how do you balance that in with your mental health um I think a big part of it was finding the right job because yeah I, I definitely wanted something that wasn't gonna add too much to my like stress levels or anything something that like kept me connected to people something where I could like see sunlight you know I think like I really took into account like all of those things when I chose this job and so and then just like not working more than I feel like is necessary if I don't have the energy for it if that makes sense like I make sure that like my needs are met but then I'm not I don't know like I I'm willing to sacrifice like something so that I like don't have to work more than is good for me if that makes sense makes so when you when you went looking for a job you actually went looking for something that was going to be beneficial for your mental health definitely definitely. that's incredible I never I never really thought about that you know I feel like most people already have a job and they have to figure out how they can fix their mental health because of the stress of the job when in reality you know you should be basing your job or, or like finding a job around what meets your needs I would definitely agree and I I hope that I'm not a barista forever um but I'm kind of just in this place where I know like I am going to be really picky about what career path I take because I think that that's like it's huge and I think just like a work-life balance I think that's something that employers are starting to recognize is more important and and just speaking up for it too like hey this is what I deserve I you know these are my needs and drawing that boundary because at the end of the day like that's a huge chunk of your life and I don't want that like I want that to be a satisfying experience for me and a healthy experience whatever career path I choose so that's super cool. I have to applaud you for that, Kimberly. Um, I I think you taught me something really important today because, you know, I, I have a, you know, you're in control of your life. You just barely explained, like, I'm going to be very picky about the career path that I take, but you're, you're, you just showed and displayed that you're, you're in control of every aspect of your life. And I love that. I, I've always had that for a life motto. Like I, I will create my own destiny, but I've had a totally different approach to it. And, and it, it's always involved more like, okay, work more, work more, work more, do this more, do this more. Right. And, and I think that that's pretty common. And so it's, it's awesome that you've been able to recognize that and, and see what it is exactly that you need. Um, and I want to ask, because you mentioned how important some of these things are for you, how has it affected the way you interact with others that have similar issues or, or others that maybe don't, maybe just your friends or your family. Um, like in, in what way? What do you mean? Just in general, yeah. when you approach them, um, when you talk with them, when you listen to their, uh, you know, sometimes people just have to vent. How, how are you approaching? Let, let's change the question. How are you approaching mental health in general with others? Um, I think... I think I approach it as something that's like very much like a real condition, just like if someone were to have like a heart problem or a broken bone. Right. And I, I recognize like people are all on very different stages 
of this path because I think it's like so much of it is about being able to connect really really deeply with yourself and like be able to figure out what you need and to like care enough about yourself to try to find it and think that you deserve it right and I that takes like a level of awareness and there's so many different things that come into play and so I feel like when I'm talking to other people about their journey I I recognize that it is complicated and it is real and I don't know I just try to be as supportive as possible like try to be like even if it's just a you know a conversation in passing like I want to be a positive addition to that person's experience and offer myself up as like service like how can I be here for you in any way possible um because it is like it's tough and I think like we just we need each other to get through it so mental health in general I I think it's just huge I think it's like for me I think it's a top priority because whatever else is important to you in life career relationships certain goals you you're going to achieve everything so much more easily and joyfully if you feel good and if you're healthy if your mind is healthy so yeah, I hope that answered your question. Yeah, for sure. Um, it was kind of a loaded question. I just wanted to hear kind of your thoughts <laughs> on that because there, there's such a, a big stigma, as I mentioned before, um, around mental health. And, and you know, you mentioned it in, in high school. It was hard because people don't talk about it. Um, yeah. And, and whether, whether others have it or not, it's something that we, Brandon and I believe strongly, that needs to be shared. You have an incredible story that people deserve to hear, you know, before I talk to you, like I, this is what I study that I, I love this and I'm, I'm very involved in it. And I had no idea what TMS was. And, yeah. I, and so I think that this is, these are things that people need to hear about. They need to hear what you're doing with your life now and, and, and to see your motivation. And I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful that you were able to come in and share that today because you don't even realize how many people need to hear that, you know, how many people might be in, in high school right now or college or where, what, or working a job that they don't enjoy, or maybe just live in their day-to-day lives and they're somewhat happy, but you really motivated them because they're like, Oh, somebody else experienced the same thing. And those, those things are super important. And, and with that, I want to I want to ask you, what advice would you leave for our listeners? Um, I think the advice I would leave is to just keep going one step at a time, and as best you can, really just try to listen to yourself and listen to your gut instincts and what's right for you, and that. I, I really wish like I had known in my darkest moments that like things absolutely will get better. Like, yeah, I would just want people to know that it all pays off. It, it really does. All the, all of the different therapies and resources out there really, really do make a difference. And there is something out there for everyone. So just keep searching because like it, you matter and like you deserve 
to find that peace and happiness. It's, it's totally possible. Um, I love that. Yeah. So what's next for you? Are you, do you have a, a, an idea for a platform or anything to help people with mental health? I've definitely, I've definitely thought about a few things. I, I think it would be really cool to work in the wellness industry in some way or another. I'm not really sure what that would look like, but yeah, I think whatever I do, I want to like just encourage people along the way and offer what what's worked for me and what I know and just like the encouragement that like they're doing great and it's gonna be okay yeah you have a very encouraging story so we're grateful as Bracken said that you came on here and shared it because I think it's something that we need to talk about more I didn't even know about it either like Bracken said yeah this, I had this is the first I've time kind of learning it. about it I never heard of it until, you know, I just randomly came up on my Google search page. Like, and it really is just such a cool resource. And, and I love that people are like talking more about mental health because it's just, there's more energy being devoted to figuring it all out, right? And TMS, I think it's been around for like 30 years, but like, it, it's just, these things are out there and they're powerful and effective. And I think, yeah, anything like this should be shared for sure, just as an option for people if it feels right for them. Yeah, definitely. And and one thing we kind of missed, how how did it help your anxiety? Was it kind of the same? Was it for both or more more the depression piece? It's definitely geared more toward the depression, but they do actually work with the right side of your brain too. Okay. And they do kind of the opposite effect where they send a pulse at like a lower pace to help calm that side of the brain down that deals with anxiety. And I noticed a huge, huge shift like that for me. I was having panic attacks where I was just like, not panic attacks, sorry, anxiety attacks and couldn't function a couple times a week or if not like every other day. And I haven't experienced anything like that since, like since the end of my treatment. That's huge for me. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Kimberly. Thanks for your time. Thanks for your words. Um, you're incredible. Um, where thank can, you. where can people find you? Where, you know, if, if you do end up doing something, would you like people to find you? Yeah, absolutely. And anyone like who's feeling the same sort of thing or has questions or whatever is welcome to reach out to me. I, I'm on Instagram. My handle is just enjoy Kimberly in those space. Cool. Um, yeah. Shoot me a DM if anyone needs anything. <laughs> awesome. I love that. It's definitely huge to reach out and connect in this, um, you know, in, in this uh, realm, in the realm of mental health. And so it's awesome yeah. to see people like you that are really, you know, that have been there and that are trying to make a difference. So yeah. Right. Thanks again. Thank you. Thanks for having me and for having this conversation. Of course. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. If you liked this episode, subscribe, leave a rating and a review, or share with your friends and family to show your support. If you want to reach out to us, find us on Facebook or Instagram at Evoked Podcast.